Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Walk podcast. Just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, or any prayer requests, you can go online to the Boulder Church website, which is at boulder.church. Send them along. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, look after each other and live love. Good morning. It is Sunday, June 23. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky D'Olivera. And I'm Chafet D'Olivera. And it is indeed not only a brand new day, brand new week, Mm -hmm. but a brand new series. Oh, yeah. We are no longer in the book of Amos. I know. I'm I'm quite happy. (laughs) I know you are. I know you are. I enjoyed Amos. It was great. It was fantastic. Uh, We are in the book of Genesis now and a new series on citizenship. So uh, let me pray for today and pray for the whole new week and uh, this uh, three-week series as well. Heavenly Father, bless today. Uh, Bless this week. Uh, Be with us as we open your word and we reflect on it. We ask for your blessing, for your guidance, your wisdom. We ask this in Jesus' beautiful name. Amen. Amen. Okay, if you're new to the podcast, this is what it is. So I always offer a brief explanation at the beginning of every week on Sunday. Basically, our church does different series along with a number of other churches. And we have an email reflection that goes out every single day that focuses on what whatever that topic happens to be. So it gives the text in a different version every day, and we have a writer who writes a reflection. And we have some questions that you can read along. You read the reflection and then you answer the questions, either yourself or with a group of people, friends, family, whatever. On the podcast, what we do is we read the text for you so that you can listen if you want to. And then we talk about the recalibrate question amongst ourselves, ourselves being Japhet and me. Yes. So without further ado, I'm going to read the text (laughs) for this week, which happens to be Genesis chapter 39, verses 1 through 20. And I start the week in the English Standard Version, the ESV. It's a great story. Subheading, Joseph and Potiphar's wife. Yes, this is a good story. Now, Joseph had been brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, had bought him from the Ishmaelites who brought him down there. The Lord was with Joseph, and he became a successful man, and he was in the house of his Egyptian master. His master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord caused all that he did to succeed in his hands. So Joseph found favor in his sight and attended him, and he made him overseer of his house and put him in charge of all that he had. From the time that he made him overseer of his house and over all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in house and field. So he left all that he had in Joseph's charge, and because of him, he had no concern about anything but the food he ate. Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance, and after a time his master's wife cast her eyes on Joseph and said, Lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, Behold, because of me my master has no concern about anything in the house, and he has put everything that he has in my charge. He is not greater in this house than I am, nor has he kept back anything from me except you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And as she spoke to Joseph day after day, he would not listen to her, to lie beside her, or to be with her. But one day, when he went into into the house to do his work, and none of the men of the house was there in the house, she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand, and fled and got out of the house. 
and as soon as she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and had fled out of the house, she called to the men of her household and said to them, See, he has brought among us a Hebrew to laugh at us. He came in to me to lie with me, and I cried out with a loud voice. And as soon as he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried out, he left his garment beside me and fled and got out of the house. Then she laid up his garment by her until his master came home. And she told him the same story, saying, The Hebrew servant whom you have brought among us came in to me to laugh at me. But as soon as I lifted up my voice and cried, he left his garment beside me and fled out of the house. As soon as his master heard the words that his wife spoke to him, This is the way your servant treated me. His anger was kindled. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in prison. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just I have one mm-hmm. question. Oh, only one question. Well, just, just the main one. <laughs> what is, he came in to laugh at me, a euphemism for exactly. <laughs> because elsewhere it says, she says, lie with me. She doesn't say, laugh at me. But then um, she's using laugh at me seemingly to imply that he was going to rape her. Mm. Yeah, I think so. But it's just an odd way of putting it. It is. It is. We'll have to look it up and find out. Yeah. Yeah. I think so for sure. (laughs) And I mean, if all she said, he was going to laugh at me, that doesn't seem like that big of a deal, really, you know? Well, Not prison-worthy, yeah. to be sure. So this is clearly a case of what uh, um, Joseph looks like Brad Pitt. Um, and, I guess so. uh, And she's just, uh, what, a nymphomaniac? Or she's just uh, really desperate? Or, we don't know what's or, going on or here. Or a husband. Uh, or something's going on. Kind of interesting inside here. It's a, it's a fantastic story. There's so many things going on. It's just pretty, it's pretty fantastic. Well, I mean, among all the things going on, he, Potiphar buys Joseph... So he is a slave. Yes. And then he became a successful man, we find in verse 2. And I'm like, how does a slave become a successful man? Yeah. He's good at whatever he does. Okay. Yeah. And he, but what is he, like, what does a slave do that would be so amazing? I'm having a hard time understanding that. And here he is, Joseph is saying that he's got, like, he's overseeing everything in this guy's house. I mean, he's just like he's been promoted all the way through and he's in charge of everything and... Well, I just, I'm wondering yeah. if that's a normal thing to do, to put a slave and someone you don't know particularly well in charge of everything in your whole house. I'm wondering if that right the there is not the key to the whole issue uh, of Potiphar. What kind of a man puts a strange person in charge of his own, his entire well, house? Well, the Egyptians were I'll all about you, assimilation. The kind of man who's busy doing something else. Oh, really? Mm. <laughs> so I'm saying Potiphar's wife... Is not maybe not the villain here. Oh, this is I good. Know. I like this. I, just, I like a feminist reading of things. I like this. This is so, good. You know. Um. Uh, no, it is good. I mean, I actually think that there is a, a lot more in the story um, as well. I mean, that there's there's a reason why it tells us something about the fact that you know he's so handsome and so beautiful and all this kind of stuff. Is there's a reason why Moses is telling us uh, so much detail about the story. And uh, it's not just because he wants a really great story for us to be able to tell our kids or tell our families and stuff. There's just like there's something deeper inside here. So maybe we'll unpack it out uh, during the week. Okay, what's let's look at the question. Yes. What explanations? Uh, and by the way, Sam Millen has written. The, oh, he's done such a great job. This it is week. really good. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, I really like it. He always does. He does. He's always like it's a take home. So you, well, I think for me it. this one because it's also a story that I I like stories in general. Yeah. So I think there's which it's Amos just was easier to do. <laughs> more with it yeah i don't i think true. all the writers do a really good job with yeah. what they have to work with but yeah. i especially enjoyed this because i like the themes I think no it's, it's great it, it is good and uh and 
it's so much to be addressed inside. So here's a question for today. What explanations have you heard on the discrepancy between what Jesus taught and how his followers, Christians, act? Oh, my favorite one is, um, who, who's the king? Is it King Cyrus? Wait. Like, there's there's some kind of a deal with God. King Cyrus. Isn't King Cyrus like some kind of an evil king? And yet God raised him up Oh, well, yeah, be because, he's got, because he's so, going to take them into captivity. Yeah, into captivity that would be a discrepancy. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Well, what I'm, I'm trying to say is that yeah. people often use um, that God is using someone. So oh, sure. the, with the way that they act is actually playing into some plan of God's, and so it's all good. Oh. It doesn't matter then that you're a I bad mean, person because I, whatever it is that you're doing is playing into God's hand. This is what Christians do when they just want to defend somebody. Oh, and yeah. And that person no, can kind of I, do whatever they want. It's like I it's all part of that. God's master plan. I saw this as oh, just say, I say saw this thought. I saw this as just like saying that there is a discrepancy between Jesus saying this is what it is to be a follower and and then people are not following in this way and so there's like a discrepancy between an inconsistency. Okay, so what explanations have you heard about this discrepancy? I just that there's pressure in people's lives, and so we we crumble. And so in private we're one person, in public we're another person. So people, you know, this is our human nature, and so therefore that's why you know we are not able to just maintain things in the way that we want. Well, I mean, I would that. say yeah. it's it's the same explanation as the discrepancy between your New Year's resolutions <laughs> and what you actually do, yeah, and the true. discrepancy between the diet plan that you have on your fridge and what you actually eat. Oh, and, you know, I do not put one the of those discrepancy. In the between yeah. your workout plan and what you actually do, Ooh. and well, I could go on and on. Yeah, and let's on. not go to any of those. But right. I think I, I don't think it's a bad thing for there to be a discrepancy because mm. I sometimes think that that means that you're aiming at a high place, and so you know, to some extent, how are you ever going to achieve a high standard if you don't aim for that? And I think it's a bad thing to constantly call people on their failures as if that mm. means they shouldn't have aimed mm-hmm. in that place. So I think that Christians should should aim to do what Jesus taught and realize that you also have to forgive yourself and other people if yeah. you fall short of that yeah. and you try again tomorrow. Yeah. You, know, you don't we'll just see, give we'll up and decide how, that it's useless. We'll see how it plays out for Joseph's life. Yeah. Um, here's the question one more time because of our time today. Uh, what explanations have you heard on the discrepancy between what Jesus taught and how his followers, Christians, act? Think about that. Look after each other. Live love. And we will connect tomorrow. Thanks for your support for the Daily Walk podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we just want to let you know that we're praying for you and we're glad that you're praying for us too. If you can help us out by giving online, then please go to boulder.church forward slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well. Keep us in your prayers, look after each other and live love.